0: Hey Dean. Hey Wags. you doing? I'm ready to drink. Alright. From Barney's Legends Podcast. We've got a uh, former professional bartender here, Wags. What are you thinking? Uh, I think today we should bake a Bernie Blast. And of course we're going to be using Leap Spirits Vodka. And uh, then let's just go ahead and get started here, Dane, shall we? So yeah. let's do it. First of all, what we're going to do is we're going to put one and a half ounces of OJ in the bottom of an empty glass. So this is like a health drink then? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Now we're going to just cover that with ice. And then, now we're going to move over to the side. And uh, if we could come in here and take a close look. Uh, we're going to pour in uh, ingredients successively in separate mixing glass. We've got our vodka. Your choice of blue Caraco. Blue Caraco? Absolutely. Do they have green and gold Caraco, do you know? Uh, I, I, I don't think it would be necessary for green and gold. Um, as much as I love where your head's at, Dane, it's blue. And then we're going to put in some ginger ale, four and a half ounces of lemonade. All right. And now we're ready to mix. So if you have a mixer, we can just go ahead. This is an old bartender trick when you're at your tailgate. Just pour it back and forth. We've got our main drink glass with the OJ. We're ready to go. I'll tell you what, I'm excited to drink some of this Leap Spirit Vodka. Whatever it's in, it's gonna be really good, I know that. All right, and finally, we are going to garnish with a lemon twist. Okay. There's the gold portion of our green and gold, I like it. There you go, Dan. Thanks, Mike, let me have a sip. It's delicious, smooth, Leap Spirits Vodka. Terrific. Thank you, Ags. Absolutely. Cheers.
1: Go back up! Every year I know we're gonna go hard. We've been that team ever since Bart Starr. All my cheese heads go pack go. Ain't sure with no mercy cutting, no slack, no. I ain't a best sport, and I'll even wish you
0: good luck. Only thing I will say.
2: Hello Lombardi's Legends, it's Dane here uh, talking Green Bay Packers football tonight. Um, Looks like my partner Wags has had a little bit of technical difficulties, Um, so uh, I'll tell you what, how about that game folks, how about that game against the Chicago Bears, Um, Packers heading into their bye, what's up Shadeed, good to see you man um folks that are listening on our uh on on the podcast uh, we are recording live here tonight on Facebook and, and YouTube and Twitter and I'll tell you what um what an exciting football game that was to watch the the Green Bay Packers head down to Chicago folks and uh, who says that the Packers don't have any fight in them they went down they took care of business against the Chicago Bears. And Aaron Rodgers uh, still owns the Chicago Bears. And as we wait for, uh, for Wags to be able to join us again, I'll just say um, it, it was an awful lot of fun to, to watch. And, and you know seeing some chatter in the chat, glad that the Packers made a comeback. Um, me too holy smokes me too uh it it looked was shaping up early in that football game like things were going to get ugly uh fast and furious we were used to that as Packer fans this year but uh you know what ends up happening um Christian Watson plays phenomenal football for the Packers yet again um uh, how good has he been how good has Christian Watson been for the Packers over the last 4 or 5 weeks? He he played phenomenal ball. Uh, Aaron Jones gets banged up, but I thought AJ Dillon played really good football as well. The offensive line looked really really solid Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, there 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 are so many things to go around with this Green Bay Packers team, but uh, I'll just say um and it looks like Wag is trying to get back in here again, but I'll just say, um, man, I was impressed with the tenacity uh, of, of this Packers team. I was impressed, uh, by the stick ness of this Packers team. And what looks like Wags is able to join us. Wags talking about this Packers win against Chicago Bears, the big comeback, talking a little bit about how, um, you know, it, it started off the way we're too used to this season with things got going well. But then all of a sudden, the Packers turn it on in the second half. And, and I was just touching on how good was Christian Watson. Um, Do we have a superstar in our midst, Wags? How are you feeling uh, after this Green Bay Packers win heading into the bye week?
1: you got to feel good. I mean, Christian Watson is definitely a difference maker. This offense looks more like some past seasons. I I don't know if I'm ready to call Christian Watson a bonus superstar. So that's what superstars do, and he's been packed all over the field. Uh, so can he do it over a longer period of time? We'll see. I, I'm really hoping he can stay healthy and close the season strong. Even if he doesn't stay on this torrid pace, you've got to be really pleased with what you see, see. And this is what's giving us hope, even though we've got like 5% playoff odds, we're we we'll to talk a little bit about end of season post-buy predictions for the rest of the way. Uh, but, Dane, I'll tell you what, thats that's got to be really encouraging. And We haven't even seen... He and Romeo Dobbs out there on the field for the most part. I think they've only gotten 60 snaps on the field together this entire season. That wasn't the plan going into the season. Certainly the plan was we were going to lean on Sammy Watkins, on Randall Cobb, on, you know, Alan Lazard. Those guys have had some injury issues, too. Uh, So it just hasn't quite come to fruition as early in the season as what we'd hoped. And Goody came out and said that here this last week was clearly – that transition didn't happen as quickly as what they were hoping it would. Um, so uh, that said, uh, it, it's definitely encouraging. This offense looks cleaner. It, it looks like everything's there uh, for both the running game and um, I see what they're able to do to close out the season. It's not going to be easy to go out there and get uh, a bunch more wins and try to run the table, but it's not over yet. Um, So we've got a a sliver of hope, and that's all that uh, I think we can ask for at this point. And Christian Watson's a big reason why. But, Dean, um, another guy that really did yeoman's work, A.J. Dillon. I think the last couple of weeks he's really hit his stride, too. And certainly Aaron Jones, we know what he can do, and we've been pining for him to get his touches all season, but he's been a little dinged up, especially this last week. And A.J. Dillon, 21 touches, really efficient. Uh, both running the ball, getting another touchdown, straight games, uh, 19 all-purpose yards, uh, so was able to catch uh, a few passes. I mean, it was really efficient running the ball. That's that's good to see from an identity standpoint. Uh, what do you think that means for this Packers offense when we're down pretty much the whole game until fourth quarter and still we'll stick to the run game? That's a back-to-yard. Again, uh, the knee this time uh, to, to be able to – stick with what you think is going to work, get A.J. Dillon his touches uh, with Aaron Jones a little dinged up, and uh, I think that really paid dividends for them when they got into the fourth quarter. Don't you agree?
2: Yeah, it did. And, and, and Wags, um, the consistency of this Green Bay Packers offensive line, um, yet again, even without Bakhtiari playing, um, you mentioned A.J. Dillon, how good he was. How about Zach Tom? playing awesome football for the packers as well over there at left tackle i thought played really well but weggs i was really proud of this team um and and one of the reasons i was so proud of them was in that fourth quarter you mentioned dylan um grinding away uh, uh against the bears and i just i i was shouting it at my tv basically saying the bears look tired The Bears look run down, and they did. And you could tell that the Packers offensive line um, started to just take care of business. You could see them leaning on the Chicago Bears defense and really enforcing their will uh, against the Bears. And then when you have an offensive line that's starting to roll and starting to play downhill the way we saw the Packers offensive line gel and do so in the fourth quarter, and then you've got a 240-pound tailback uh, running up their backsides and blowing guys over. Um, that's what we want to see out of AJ Dillon. I think that that's why he was drafted by the Packers. Uh, we want to see him close out games. We want to see AJ Dillon in close football games wearing down the opposing defense and the Packers are able to do that. It was great to see on the road them take care of business and do the types of things that we need to do and 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 Wags, I will say AJ Dillon Christian Watson, uh, some of these young offensive linemen. There's a bit of a youth movement afoot in this Green Bay Packers offense right now at key positions, and we're seeing some of these young guys really, really make an impact on this offense across the board and and playing meaningful plays and helping win football games for the Packers when it matters most.
1: Yeah, and that's the skill position, guys. We're not even talking about the guys up front, right, Right Uh, across the that offensive line. Zach Tom, I thought really well for the most so part. Good. Filling in, and then every other guy that was in that starting offensive line is their, what, in their first three years in the league is Yash in his third or fourth year. but Maybe uh, fourth for Yash, You yeah. know, when Yash Nyman, who's been playing really, <sighs> yeah, really good football, is the veteran of that offensive line group, and they're able to play that well, that's, that's saying a lot. So that's mm-hmm. exciting to see, and hopefully coming out of the bye, we can talk about, you know, this team, finally, this was a much needed break. Um, Hopefully some, some health, uh, especially for this offensive line, David Bakhtiari, you know, uh, out in Jenkins, those guys I'm sure could use a week um, right now uh, on the offensive side. Aaron Rodgers, I'm sure could use an extra week uh, to just to, to, to rest up and and hopefully heal a little bit for this home stretch. Um, Aaron Jones could use a week. So, I think the fact we were able to gut this out, and a few weeks ago, we would have lost the Bears. I, I, I'm just going to say that. But we've come a little late, but offensively, we've turned a bit of a corner, and that's that's encouraging to see. Is it going to be enough? Well, we'll have to see how it plays out. Uh, but um, I, I think there's interesting games this week, and the Packers aren't playing um, so uh, I think the guy, the teams in front of them, I'll tell you what, they don't have the easiest schedule. You just look right. down the Giants, the Commanders, the Seahawks, all of those teams have some tough schedules. So if the Packers can just stack up some wins, amazing as it sounds, it's not that realistic that give it two, three weeks, and our playoff odds could go from 5% to maybe 35, 40%, and, and that's still not amazing percentages but it's not as far as you would if if we can have a couple of good weeks here and, and see some things go our way so uh Dane, i i'm definitely excited to see um how things break on the offensive side of the ball as we head in, head into these last uh, few games of the season
2: weggs we're talking offense right now um You know, Aaron Rodgers obviously always a topic topic whenever you talk in Green Bay Packers and offensive uh, football. I saw him make a couple throws. We, we've we kind of talked about it in previous weeks about the thumb and, you know, how much of it is inaccuracy is on the thumb and on other things. I saw a couple throws where it was very clear to me his thumbs bugging him like crazy. Um, I saw one ball in particular. I can't recall which one, but the ball just, like, left his hand and it, it went into, like, the third row. You know, like, it just made... Yes, yes, to Randall Cobb, and to me that tells me that when Aaron's letting that ball rip, he's not entirely sure where that ball's going either. Um, to a certain extent, right now uh, with the thumb injury, so um, dude's definitely gutting it out. You mentioned the bye week, so it's critically important right now. If the Packers have any chance of making the playoffs, they have to win out, and they're going to need Aaron Rodgers to get better. And any, I, I got to imagine both the thumb but especially the ribs uh, a week plus is going to go an extremely long way and remember they get that extra day they don't play until Monday night against the Rams at Lambeau Field they don't have to go on the road so I think it's a it's a big time and we're going to learn a lot about this Packers team if they can win back-to-back games against the Rams next Sunday or excuse me next Monday night.
1: Yeah Uh Dane I'm curious and uh, we're kind of not going a beat-by-beat beat recap here, but uh, just sticking on the offensive side of the ball, what did you think in the moment of a couple of Coach Lafleur's decisions to go for it on fourth down? Certainly the first time, it paid off with the Christian Watson touchdown, and so hard to argue with results. But I'm talking before the actual play. What were you thinking in the moment? Um, was Were you feeling good about that decision? Were you like, oh, gosh, I wish... He would just send Mason out there and tack some points on the scoreboard. Um, the, you know, the, the the latter two times, it didn't, or I'm sorry, they they went for it on fourth down twice. The, yeah. the last time it seemed like that was a safer situation to go for it in some ways, yeah. given the spot on the field and, and the number of yards that they needed to get. But, um, you know, what, what was your feeling? Were you like, good, let's go for it. What do we have to lose? Or, or, or what was your, General thought on some of those fourth down calls that uh, Coach Belkour well, said, go for it and, and get out there and try to score. You know, Weggs,
2: um I'll tell you what. I'm learning a lot about myself as a Packers fan this year. We've watched the Packers our entire lives, and historically, um, when when you know it's on the line, I tend to be a little bit more conservative, uh, and I'm and I'm I'm more of the guy that's hey, let's let's kick some field goals, let's get some points, you know, keep momentum forward. But I'll tell you what. With the record the way the record is, I love the aggression this year. Uh, of saying, hey, let's let's throw caution to the wind. Um, a little bit of like, what do you have to lose? If you got nothing, you got nothing to lose, right? The Packers are trying to find a way to win, to spark something, and, and to keep something going, um, knowing full well that the defense has struggled a little bit as well. And if the offense has a chance to strike and get points, uh, and, and meaningful six points, uh, do it. So I was all for it this week, and and to be honest with you, the remainder of the year, anytime the Packers are in four down territory. <laughs> And 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 there's a, uh, a realistic shot at picking it up. I say go for it. I want to I see the Packers be um, extremely aggressive. Now, I will say that uh, I do have some frustration sometimes about our fourth down play selection and taking some deep, deep shots on, on on fourth and manageable, and we're chucking the ball 30, 40 yards downfield. That's not necessarily what I'm there for, but uh, on the surface, if we're talking purely okay going for it on fourth down, uh, more often than not this year, I've been, hey, in, in the camp of let's go for it. Let's try to get some points and let's be aggressive with this offense when we have a chance
1: yeah for sure and uh, the third down they had a third and one uh, yeah early in the second half uh it should have been a first down the yes dylan blew the yeah. whistle. apparently that was i know a lot of people were were wondering why didn't coach before challenge that he asked and the ref said that's not a challengeable call because they blew the play dead um, so that's that's a frustrating situation <laughs> but it was compounded by the fact that you've got third and a half a yard and they chuck it, you know, 30 yards downfield. I don't like understand just move it. just the chains right yeah. there. just move the chains right then. Uh, yeah. Move so the and, chains. Especially in that situation, Packers are down. You've got the ball to start the second half. And it's like we had a little bit of momentum from the way we closed the second quarter out, uh, getting a touchdown in our, our last series before the half. Um, so that was... Uh, you know uh, not the best scenario I completely agree with you. Uh, maybe uh go for it uh go for two uh, yeah. uh, when we get touchdowns the rest of the year. Yeah, uh, I right. really love that. you know, granted the game wasn't over until we got the two point conversion successfully. Mm-hmm. Uh, at that point, it was pretty much over. There's a chance that the Bears could have scored. If, if, and maybe if we don't get that two point conversion, I don't think it's real likely that they would have gone for two to try to get the win, but no. who knows? Who knows? They could have. So, so it's not a no lose situation if they don't get it, but mm-hmm. it's, I think the risk is pretty low and the upside's really high. And I uh, liked it. I like, yeah. I like that they were aggressive in that situation and they iced the game. By, by converting on that. So that's always good to see. So uh, I, I was curious about that. We've had some arguments about uh, totally. kind of going going with game flow or going with your gut or going with, with uh, you know, the the odds, so to say. And the funny thing is, is you said you're learning about yourself. I've kind of shifted to your side a little bit in the last <laughs> couple of years. So funny. I had this argument uh, where I was more, hey, the odds, the odds, the odds. And like i'm kind of more kind of shifting to to your side of you got to understand what the situation is and just do with what your gut and your your eyes are telling you is this a situation where the offense is is looking smooth like they're going to pick up they have a good chance picking this this uh fourth down up or not um and you know i thought that it was a a worthy gamble in in both situations so anyway um Dane, anything else offensively that you were really looking at from this game?
2: No, I mean it, we're getting a really good peek at, at the future of the Packers' offensive line. I know Pat, offensive line is not always the sexiest thing to talk about, uh, but if you're listening to a Green Bay Packer podcast on a bye week, um, you probably are, are, are goofy like we are, and it, and it matters, right? And and um, you know that 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 front line of Zach, Tom, Melton, Jenkins, Josh Myers, Runyon, and, and, and Nyman. Um, you mentioned it, Wags. They're young. Um, they're talented. We've seen Bakhtiari have a lot of challenges with his knee. Now he had the uh, appendectomy. We wish him well, uh, obviously, but I think that the writing's on the wall with the, with the cap space and some of the issues that the Packers are going to have financially going forward, that they're going to get younger across the offensive line, I think realistically next year. And we very well could be looking at the starting five of the Green Bay Packers right now, uh, what we saw against the bears. And if you give this Packers team, I like what Zach Tom's been able to do at left tackle legs. Uh, I expect more competition to come in, but he's played really good ball. I think he's been a better left tackle than he's been a guard, and that's saying a lot. I mean, he's a fourth-round pick, rookie, uh, playing left tackle and playing really good ball for the Packers. He's going to get better. Too. Um So really like the offensive line. I'm as encouraged about that as I am about Christian Watson. And that's saying a lot because Watson's been so good, but the Packers kept uh, Rogers uh, pretty clean and they run the ball really well in this front five. So I'm um, eager and excited anytime we can have young, uh, uh, energetic, uh, athletic offensive line to start to gel the way that we're seeing these five do it.
1: Yeah, for sure. So Dane, what do you say we take a quick break and yeah. uh, talk talk about our sponsor, DraftKings. Sport. Of course, DraftKings is the official sports betting partner of the NFL. And uh, with the holiday season coming into full effect, DraftKings uh, has some great same-game parlays, easy and fast playouts, player prop options, etc. So um, if you are a new player, you can bet uh, just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and you get 150 150-
2: and folks i don't know if you heard wags on that i heard a little bit of a breakup on his end Uh, i'll tell you what folks uh he said it if you didn't hear him hear it again $5 $5 on any NFL team with DraftKings Sportsbook uh, 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 to win their game, and you get $150 in free bets if they do. So check it out right now. Everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings Step Up Same Game Parlays. So you just go to DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a Same Game Parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, point totals and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big and, and I'll tell you what um, it's it, this week there's a big slate of games obviously the Packers have a bye week uh, but there's a lot of big games that you could be watching I, I look at the Chargers versus the Dolphins as an interesting one um, obviously there's the always uh, keeping an eye on the NFC North we've got the Detroit Lions against the Vikings I hope they both lose personally uh, but you can bet on any games anytime um, with the DraftKings Sportsbook app so download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code TPPN. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Uh, Wags, are you still there? Can you hear me?
1: I can, and I don't know if you can hear me, Dane, so I folks, really apologize for our technical difficulties. Wags, this guy, decided to go on vacation <laughs> with the Packers season kind of in the balance. I, just, I think we decided that we deserved a little time off with the bye week here. So, yeah, so I'm in, you know, uh, southern Mississippi right now enjoying some nice warm weather. Don't have the best connection, uh, but we're powering through with a bi-week Packer podcast. Like I said, um, so, we can't Dave, we can't confirm or, or deny. This.
2: Hang on, we cannot confirm nor deny that Wags is with Brett Favre in Mississippi right now. I'm not saying he is. I'm not saying he's not. I'm just putting out that maybe he is. Maybe he's not.
1: Who knows? <laughs> I, I mean, I'm in the general vicinity. Am I stalking? I, I, I will not confirm <laughs> or deny that. Um, but yeah. Dane, um, let's switch over to the defensive side of the ball. and Just really quickly, we're going to recap the rest of the defense um, in this game and then want to talk, as we close up here, predictions uh, for Um, post-buy. What do we think is going to happen? We've got some guys maybe coming back. What would we like to see? Um, What buttons would we like to see the coaching staff push? Maybe some adjustments. Maybe some guys getting some more playing. That's right, down the stretch on what we saw from the defense in this game against the Bears. It, it didn't look like it was starting well, but you know, honestly, they, they held them to three points in the second half um, after Fields' really long touchdown run. Uh, didn't really you know give much up on the ground after that. Uh, I, I know Montgomery and, and Fields both kind of were doing some great work early on and, and didn't have much to do running the football for the entire second half with a lead. So that's got to be somewhat encouraging. But um, just overall, what were your thoughts on, on how the defense uh, showed out in this game? And um, any any signs of encouragement you have with this defense as we move forward down the stretch?
2: Yeah, I mean, I thought Kenny Clark played the best game he's played in probably a month, month and a half. I thought that he was really impactful against the run, uh, especially in the second half, but also against the pass. He was just, he was eating up blocks and... and... Um, uh, really played a role in in keeping Fields largely in check in the second half. Um, so thought he played really good football. Was um, you know also I, I continue to be encouraged by by Kingsley Enigbari, uh, a pass rusher. I, I I was reading today, I got to give a shout out to uh, Packers Reddit um, because they they highlighted the fact that uh, Enigbari has the best uh, uh, pass rush um, win rate percentage of any rookie this year, outside linebacker. That's pretty damn cool. Enigbar um, has had to, uh, you know, step up in the absence of Rashawn Gary. He's played really good football for the Packers. He was really close to Fields on a couple plays, uh, but largely speaking, thought he just played a strong role for the Packers to see that. Um, Adrian Amos played a pretty good football game overall for the Packers. you got to be happy that uh, uh, all three corners for the Packers were able to force turnovers at the end of the game at the end of the day. Um, the NFL if you're getting turnovers, you're more than likely going to win more than you don't right? And and for the fact that uh, all three Packer uh, corners were able to, to get a ball uh, one way or another, I thought was really, really good So those are all the positive swags Um Negatives: uh, Devondre Campbell. Uh, I he's still hurt he looked like he was running slow and just not nowhere near had the speed or the burst that we're used to out of Devondre Campbell. Um, And at corner, I thought Jair Alexander had a pretty up and down game for a guy who's your number one cornerback. I'm getting beat by um, uh, Equinamia St. Brown and then some other guy I've never heard of Um, when you're Jair Alexander. um, You know, everybody gets one, right? That happens. I'm not going to be Mr. Critical, but a couple times one game against Jair was a little bit alarming to me i obviously he had an interception late in the game uh, that was huge for this Packers defense, so I'm not looking to kill Jair by any stretch of the imagination, but um, I think going forward, hopefully um, those types of big plays uh, and back-to-back series against Jair don't happen because we need guys that are our premier guys to play premier more often than not. Whether that's fair or not, I, I, I don't care. It's just the, the fact of the matter with the defense. Um, we're going to lean on Jair. We're going to pay him a lot of money. He's going to have to perform like the elite
1: Player that we know he can be. Yeah, and with Jair, we're not talking about number one corner by default on a bad defense. We're talking about exactly. a guy that we're paying to be one of, if not the top cornerbacks in the league. And it's one thing when Jair's matched up with, you know, a premier wide receiver on the other side totally. of the ball. Uh, I, I, and I, I, he might get beat. Occasionally in a matchup like that, um, I, get, I can kind of understand that. Although, you know, a premier corner usually has the advantage over a premier wide receiver. Um, even though it's passing league, you know, usually you see the top flight guys. They just don't get beat. Um, and for Jai Alexander to, as you said, get beat long by Aquamania, St. Brown, and Nikhil Harry is... It's just inexcusable. And to me, that just is showing a lack of focus from him. And so, I, I, I mean, we've been kind of hitting on Shire a little bit. You said you don't want to kill the guy. We've been saying, hey, man, you're out there talking, chatting. You know, you've got mm-hmm. the swagger. That's all well and good. But the dude needs to back it up a little bit more. And, and, and as you said, give him credit for coming up with a key interception in a big moment. In this game, so uh, I don't want to completely take away from what he did, but um, for a guy of his stature, yes. you be getting beat for fifty-yard-plus pass plays downfield uh, by, in his words, scrubs. And uh, that's—I'll give him credit for being honest. I don't know if he right. should have probably said that, um, and, and he apologized later, but he was honest, and so clearly he was frustrated by it too. So maybe that's what it takes. Is, is for him to get a reality check and be like, dude, you know, uh, if if A.J. Brown is beating you a couple of times, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But when when you got, like, you know, these guys that should not really be beating Jair Alexander on field multiple times a game doing it, uh, maybe that's kind of a gut check for him. Uh, thankfully, it didn't come in a losing situation, but uh, right. he's – with, with Rashawn Gary out and with Devonta Campbell missing a, a bunch of games, and, and even though he came back, as you said, not being up to his normal self, uh, Jair, I, I've been disappointed that he hasn't been that premier player that's lifted all types in this secondary and in this defense. And um, so we'll see if he comes out of the bye with a, a little bit of a different approach, a little bit more focus, and, and maybe a little bit more – Um, uh, uh, of the right attitude, I'll say, um, to get the job done. Uh, Because if he can be his normal self and play the level that we think he is for the last few weeks, um, that could make a big difference. Uh, We're going to be playing some really good receivers uh, with the Dolphins, with the Lions even, and and definitely with the Vikings. So uh, we need a a Jair Alexander that's locked in, hasn't kind of lost focus and – doesn't seem to be you know doing more than going through the motions out there so um, so I think it's it's fine we love Jair uh, but I think it's fine to also be realistic and criticize the guy when. Uh, we don't think he's performing at the level of his capabilities. Um, totally.
2: Dane, I mean, we, when we said earlier this year when they played Washington, you know, we said, um, if you recall late in the game, Terry McLaurin beat Jair um, late in the game. And we, we talked, oh, was it wrong to have Jair one-on-one? And I said, no. I mean, we trust Jair Alexander to play against the number ones, right? And that one I'm not going to kill him for. But in, in a week like this against these two guys, like, it's just got to be better. I'm not going to belabor it anymore, but but you're spot on. I couldn't agree more. We just need more out of the guys that we're expecting to lead this team to the next level.
1: Yeah. Um, and Terry McLaurin's a good receiver, uh, probably a top 20 receiver in the league. True, true capability that's also a really good receiver. And then we're now we're, we're talking with these Bears guys. I mean, EQ we didn't think should have been on the Packers last year, uh, even on the 53-man roster. And here he is burning Jair Alexander, who we think can be a top two, three cornerback in the league. Uh, that's just not acceptable. Uh, and, and he knows no. it. So I'm not saying anything that Jair Alexander is not aware of or that I wouldn't say to his face or that he wouldn't say to himself or that the coaching staff right. or his teammates wouldn't be like, Hey, Ja, come on, man. Like what's going on there? You know, you're better than that. Right. And, and so yeah. I, I think he spoke out of frustration uh, from that too, because he clearly expects more of himself as well. But, Yeah, a guy like Terry McLaurin, really good receiver, but still top two, three corner in the league shouldn't really be giving up big plays to to a player of that caliber either. So it's not even like, you know, we're talking like three, four levels up of what I expect from Jaya Alexander. I'm saying like maybe a top five, six receiver in the league is where it kind of evens out. And um, Mm -hmm. he's not been at that level. Um, So we'll see. We'll see if he can get there here before the end of the season. Um, he'll have some opportunities with some marquee receivers coming up on the yes. schedule for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no the, doubt about it. I, I want to go back to the uh, outside linebacker group and defensive yeah. line, um, because I, I'm really curious You talk about Enigbari, and he was, you know, he outsnapped Jonathan Garvin um, for sure. Um mm-hmm. a, Preston Smith, definitely in snaps for our outside linebackers. Uh, but, you know, you look at a guy like Justin Hollins, um, I think he's been a really good effort guy. Uh, yes. Are you surprised that guy, someone like Jonathan Garvin, who just hasn't really had the impact out there on the field when he's gotten his snaps and his opportunities, is still getting as, as many snaps as he is? Yes. And then on the defensive line, we've been talking about it all season, but Dean Lowry um jaron reed we kind of know what we've gotten from those guys they're in they're in 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 contract years i don't think that they'll be back on the packers i'd be kind of disappointed if if they were to be honest with you Mm -hmm. um devontae wyatt's gotten a few more snaps tj slayton hasn't seen an increase of snaps over the last month Um, dane do you think coming out of the bye, could we get more snaps TJ Slayton and Devontae Wyatt and and let's see what we have in these young guys because I think we know what we have in Dean Lowry and Jaron Reed and quite honestly they're not the long term answer so I I don't see yeah go ahead I just just don't see a, a lot of upside into continuing to roll with those guys
2: no, I don't either, and you know, we we said at the end of this uh, pod, we wanted to talk a little bit here about um, looking ahead post bye, and, and maybe some tweaks that we would like to see, and I think it starts up front with that defensive line, it's a great segue, Wags, um, Devontae uh, Wyatt got what nine snaps last week and rated as the Packers um, highest um, graded player pro football focus he had a couple hurries he played really good football in those nine snaps what's holding the Green Bay Packers back from playing Devontae Wyatt more over Dean Lowry? I don't understand um, why this is not his moment to shine Um, especially as we hit this final stretch run going into next year we have Kenny Clark, we have T.J. Slayton, Devontae Wyatt, and Jonathan Ford, the, the other rookie defensive linemen, are, are uh, four guys under contract with his defense. Uh, Jaron Reed's not, Dean Lowry's not. It makes plenty of sense as we get into the stretch run to take a very, very long look at Devontae Wyatt and to give more stamp to T.J. Slayton's legs. I, I would argue that along the defensive line, those three guys were the three guys that stood out. Um, um, uh, against the Bears. Uh, Dean Lowry had a nice field goal block, but when we're talking base defense and nickel defense, it was Slayton, it was Devontae White, and Kenny Clark that I thought really kind of, uh, um, moved the pile and did the things that we needed them to do. So, um, Devontae Wyatt's not going to get any better in particular sitting on the bench. Uh, he's going to get better uh, the more snaps that he's going to play. Um, he's a first-round pick. The Packers invested a lot in him. Now's the time for us to to, to start to recoup some of that investment um, and allow for him to get more snaps and play, play more. So I'm excited to see Devontae Wyatt uh, have a chance to play out there, but it starts with the coaching staff allowing him to get out there.
1: Yeah, for sure. And not only that, but that enables you to look at Kenny Clark in some other positions outside of the five technique on the defensive line. Um, Maybe he can pick up less double teams. If Devontae Wyatt or TJ Slayton, big body guys that really project to be in that same spot on the defensive line, um, you know, Kenny Clark, we know how dynamic and athletic that guy is. Um, So it seems to me the more that we can get him into some different spots, running some stunts, and and really being able to get some different mismatches, perhaps, uh, against opposing offensive linemen, uh, that's going to be something that we really want to be able to look at, too. Um, Kenny Clark is not going to lose snaps uh, when when we're talking about this. So it's not just about... Devontae Wyatt and TJ Slayton it's about really getting the, the most out of a guy like Kenny Clark and putting him in a position to be able to be more disruptive at times too because uh, when he's getting doubled every time it's an awful lot to expect that he's going to be able to get off blocks and make plays at the line of scrimmage. Um, it's it's Jaron Reed and, and Dean Lowry that have been super inconsistent uh, with being able to get off blocks and make plays at the line of scrimmage and and yes, their jobs mainly, uh, their main priority is to, to maintain their gaps and to, you know, eat up and soak up blockers. But, uh, you know, really good defensive lineman can also make plays. I, I can't tell you how many times I've seen Dean Lowry especially be locked up with an offensive lineman and a running back goes right by him right and by he him. doesn't even get an arm out to try to impede them. Mm-hmm. And it, it, that's, that's the type of thing that's frustrating to me is like, is uh, Dean, he's been a Packer for a long time. Um, I think he had one of his finest years. I was surprised last year that he had one of his finest seasons, but this year he's been invisible, and I think he's done with the Packers Mm -hmm. after this season. Um, So his play hasn't been that good, so that's why I guess I just don't see what the upside to continuing to give him uh, so many reps out there. Uh, Let's see what these young guys can do. We invested a first-round pick in Fonte Wyatt, Um, and as you said, He's graded out pretty well. Maybe in practice, he hasn't proven it. But um, some guys are just, you know, better on Sundays. Uh, and is uh, perhaps the defensive line, Jerry Montgomery, coach would say, well, oh, he hasn't earned more snaps. I get it to an extent, but at a certain point, you know, your draft position is going to outweigh that, and you're gonna you want to get a solid evaluation. And if if he's a guy, he's a guy. If he's not, you want to know that, too. So um, I would really like to see the Packers come out of the bye. And and let's see if we can double or triple the number of snaps that Devontae Wyatt in particular has been getting uh, and get a real solid feel for whether he can be uh, a future uh, uh, impact player uh, or contributor on this defensive line.
2: Yeah, it's criminal. uh, T.J. Slayton and Devontae Wyatt combined 18 snaps uh, on Sunday, and Dean Larrie at 26. It just doesn't make sense going forward. Uh, Bye-week's a natural time, I think, for the Packers uh, to to make that adjustment. Uh, Wags, uh, other position groups, uh, have you been impressed by Rudy Ford? Um, we'll stick on the defense. Um, I, what What's your read on him? Because he's getting a lot of run uh, these last couple of weeks, and now with Arnell Savage out, I expect Rudy Ford to get a lot of run the remainder of the year.
1: Yeah, that kind of leads to this question. We're going to throw a question that I just saw in the chat here from from Wayne Fromming. Um, his comment is the defense uh, better be more... Uh, better be better on nickel plays because the problem is defensive coordinator is not doing its job. So I think it's time to call Jim Leonard and have him be the defense coordinator. Actually I was looking for his other comment here between uh, talking about tackling. Sorry uh, so, so that's that's another discussion. Um Packers defense needs to tackle better. So I've got the the, the comment he made before, Jair needs to tackle better. Um uh, the defense overall just needs to be better. I think Rudy Ruby Ford has been a bit of an answer to that issue, and is he someone that, you know, has the quote-unquote pedigree or talent level uh, to, to really be the type of guy that you would traditionally see back there playing safety? Probably not, but he's made more impact plays in the few games he's been out there and getting run then uh, quite honestly, Darnold Savage made all season and, and a good chunk of last year as well. And so I don't know why that is. Uh, mm-hmm. When you look on paper, Darnell Savage, and based on how Darnold Savage played the first couple of years of his career in Green right. Bay, uh, for that matter, Darnell Savage is the guy that you'd be like, okay, he's got the talent. He should be out there, the impact playmaker, and, and really it's Ford that – Has been, you know, forcing turnovers, getting interceptions, forcing fumbles. You know, this guy has been in there. He's been a a sure tackler in the open field. Uh, So that's the type of thing that we need all 11 of our guys on the defense side to be able to do. Um, So, my question then, Dane, um, (laughs) answering your question about Ford, uh, what do you think Packers can do on the defensive side to address these issues with their inability to, you know, be fundamental? Um, it's not just tackling, it's their fundamentals with their, their coverages. It's their mm-hmm. fundamentals with the pass rushes. It's the fundamentals with their run defense and main and gap and discipline. Um, uh, you know, I'll call out a guy like Preston Smith. Um, you, maybe, uh, the, maybe the the maybe when you look at the box score, uh, Preston Smith, the numbers may not be impactful. Uh, the way a guy like Rashawn Gary can be as a pass rusher. But every week, I just see Preston Smith do his job, yes. set the edge. And I will tell you what, if all 11 guys that are out there on the defense side of the ball were taking the same approach as Preston Smith does week after week after week, this deep would be a heck of a lot better than what it's been. So is that coaching? Is that individual play, focus, You know, preparation? I don't know. It, maybe it's a little bit of all of those things. Um, but I, 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 do want to commend a guy like Preston Smith and Ruby Ford for that matter, for going in there and doing their job to the best of their capabilities, because that's what, that's what, you know, being a football player and making tackles and being in the right position is all about. It's not that complicated, but unfortunately, sometimes this Packer defense makes the basics look more complicated than it needs to be. Um, so, anyway, so that's just a kind of a mini rant and answer to your question and then keying you up, Dane, uh, to try to answer my question of what What do you think we can do it, down the stretch here coming out of the bye to address those issues or do you think that, you know, it, this defense is what it is and it's it's too much to hope that they're able to, you know, uh, address those problems and, and become more fundamental down the stretch? I'd
2: love to tell you that there's, you know, I've got – a a tiered approach to how this team can come out of the bye but I'm not sure they're going to be able to turn it around defensively and and, and, you know kind of flip the switch over the next few weeks out of this bye Um, I I do think that um, this is a time where we're going to see which guy I I, 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 let me even backtrack a little bit Wags I feel like um, most of the guys at the NFL level know how to tackle Uh, to a certain extent. Some guys certainly a lot better tacklers than others. Um, But um, to a man, you don't get to the NFL, generally speaking, if you you haven't tackled somebody in your career, short of maybe Deion Sanders or somebody like that. Um, And and I say that because then I do think that tackling in football is kind of like defense in uh, basketball. You can have a guy who's maybe not the greatest tackler, but high effort effort goes an extremely long way in tackling and and that was my biggest problem with uh, Darnell Savage over the last number of weeks is um, he didn't even look interested. In tackling. In fact, he looked actively disinterested in tackling the football carrier. Um, And, you know, after that 22 or so um, missed tackle performance last week, there were still five or six missed tackles, but Fields does that. You're going to have a couple missed tackles at the NFL level in a football game, generally speaking. Um, Six is still too many. Uh, But I will say that Rudy Ford sets a tempo. We've said it for weeks since he's been on the field. The dude is a willing and an eager tackler, he flies around the field. And I think that some of that is pretty infectious. You've got a Preston Smith. You've got a Rudy Ford. Um, hell, Razul Douglas likes to stick his nose in there as well. And you know, some of these defensive linemen. You, Kenny Clark had a good week. Um, Walker and, and Devondre Campbell. Don't think that Devondre Campbell doesn't set a tone, even when he's seventy percent healthy. Um, he's you know, he's a guy who's out there um, making guys better. So, Wags, I, if anything, I think it's getting the right personnel out there for the last few weeks and just letting them play ball, and, and you're going to have uh, guys that are going to be eager to tackle the ball carry. Now, there's going to be a lot of issues, I think, between now and the end of the year, because I do think Joe Barry, uh, I'm not even going to be kind about it. Joe Barry's a pretty bad defensive coordinator for the Packers. I think he's lost the locker room. Uh, I don't think the guys love to play for him. I think there's a lot of issues with Joe Barry uh, currently in the locker room. Uh, but that being said, uh, at a certain point, these guys have to play for themselves and for each other and play for their jobs next year. And I expect this Packers de- defense to do that, uh, because some of these guys are definitely going to be coming back to Green Bay, some of these guys are on the fringes, and over the next few weeks, uh, you can tell on the tape, the tape doesn't lie, which guys are eager, which guys are willing, and which guys are going to go play for the Green Bay Packers.
1: Yeah, uh, and that's just it. The guys that are going and they're just in the open field trying to make a shoulder tackle, that's that's someone that's trying not to get hurt. Yes. And, And I'm sorry, but that's also an accountability thing. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you just can't allow that to continue to happen. And uh, so, it's not just one guy that's done that. We've seen plenty of that, and it just drives me nuts. It's one thing when you're you've got a teammate that's got the player up, and you're coming in from you just kind of do the shoulder thing, like fine. And in that situation, really, you're you're trying to jar the football loose and maybe force a fumble, mm-hmm. and it's not about. You know, the form T tackle that you learn in in fifth grade, uh, Pop Warner football, right? But, um, you know, when you're the initial guy going in for tackle, it is about effort. It's about technique. It's about fundamentals. And unfortunately, we just haven't seen that across the board too often uh, this season. So um, I'm going to answer my own question. Uh, Unless unless these guys come back and all of a sudden – feel like they can be bought in to what Coach Barry and the rest of the defensive coaching staff is putting in front of them from a game plan and schematic uh, standpoint uh, over the last few weeks of the season. I don't see this changing, unfortunately, um, because you need all 11 guys to be bought in, and that's what I think is missing. You said it. I don't think they are bought in to this coaching staff, and unfortunately, that's why we're seeing – Uh, that's our play out there on Sunday. You could say, well, play responsibility. play. I agree with that. But it goes hand in hand. And if they just don't believe in what this coaching staff is putting out there, um, unfortunately, uh, they're going to last longer than the coaches. And that's just the way it is. And so especially if they're not a fringe player, uh, you know, they may not be on the Packers, but they're going to have a job. And it's disappointing, I realize. And I, and not all the guys on this defense are, are doing that. So I, I don't want to make it sound no, like it's not. it's everyone. Uh, but, but you can tell, you can tell, as you said on tape and out there on Sundays, the guys that are really, like really fully bought in and prepared and really putting in that effort and the ones that aren't. And, um, the good news is, is with Darnell Savage getting benched a, a few weeks ago, um, I think at least, even if it came a little bit late, there is a little bit of accountability there. Yeah. Um, a guy like Ford going out there and and playing the way he is, as you said, that can be infectious. Um, so hopefully, uh, if nothing else, maybe it is the players that respond to each other, uh, and uh, we can get a little bit better uh, play from that standpoint down the stretch as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Dane, just to kind of shift gears a little bit here as we come here near the end of this episode, any adjustments, we've been talking about the defense and what we'd like to see down the stretch for some adjustments, uh, but any, any adjustments or uh, you know schematic changes that you would like to see either on offense or special teams coming out of the bye, um, either that you would expect to see or would just like to, to, to see the, this coaching staff make? Well, Wags,
2: I, I think uh, offensively as we've we've been talking a lot of defense. Uh, offensively, I actually think this Packers offense is settling in quite a bit. Uh, it starts up front, um, but with, with the personnel that they currently have. Um, I I think decision-making at times. We talk about those third and short and fourth and shorts. But overall, um, they've been in a lot more manageable um, positions. Uh, They've been able to strike. I mean, they put up a lot of points against the Eagles a couple weeks ago. Last week, they did enough to take care of the Chicago Bears. Um, I like what they're able to do. I think that they've been running the ball more consistently. They haven't shied away from it at important times. Um, So really what I'm excited to see is the potential and the possibility of Christian Watson, and Romeo Dobbs on the field at the same time. And I I don't think I'm saying anything that every other Packer fan isn't looking their chops to see, but I want to see those two young guys get out there after it uh, at the same time. Um, I would maybe like to see a little bit more uh, Josiah DeGuara get some work. Uh, uh, out there as well. Um, one fashion or another. It just seems like anytime he's in the backfield and plays kind of that uh, de facto H-back, fullback role, he always seems to get his hat on somebody. I love that about Josiah. Um, so maybe get a couple more snaps from him. But overall, Wags, um, I like the direction of this offense. I think that they're starting to mesh. They're starting to gel. It starts up front with that offensive line. But with these young wide receivers, um, there, there's a real chance. And I do think Aaron Rodgers comes back next year uh, there's a real chance for for Aaron to build true chemistry with Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson and Samari Torre. Let's not forget him as well. And, um, you know, start to work that, work that out as this season comes to an end. And I think some of that would have a real hangover, spillover effect going into the 2023 season if Rodgers is more comfortable with this young group going into 2023.
1: Yeah, um one of that I was just going to say that might be the adjustment is Romeo Dobbs comes back healthy. Yeah. The only question is is they've been mostly going two wide receiver sets with the uh you know extra tight end um or if they've got both Dylan and AJ Jones out there uh it, depending on the personnel mm-hmm. um you know that they've got out on the field that's also impacted I think the number of reps that Josiah Taguara has been able to get out right. there as well. It's fair. Uh so So it'll be interesting to see, like we want to see them run the football more. So would putting out three wide receivers sets really make a lot of sense? Would putting Romeo Dobbs out there at the expense of some of Alan Lazard snaps make sense? I don't know. Uh, Maybe, maybe not. Um, Does Christian Watson need to get 60 reps out there? Maybe, maybe not. uh, So maybe it, it could be a little bit of all of those things, but, um, So it'll be interesting to see what wrinkle or what impact Romeo Dobbs might be able to have if he can come back healthy. You've got we've seen what Christian Watson can do the last few weeks. Romeo Dobbs has been up and down. He's been, uh, you know, a guy that has had a few injuries here, especially lately, um, has been out. But I would really love to see if the Packers are able to find a way to figure out what they have with those two guys, if they can figure out some ways, it, maybe not exclusively, but get some 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 snaps with both of them out there on the football field. And I'm not talking like three or four snaps. I'm talking maybe 15, 20 snaps mm-hmm. um, is really what I'd like to see. Um, and does that put a little bit more stress on opposing defenses um, if uh, if you've got a Lazard or a, or a Randall Cobb doing their thing and kind of covering the middle of the field and, and being that release valve and all of a sudden you've got Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson doing their thing on the outside. Um, Is there some things that they can do to create some additional mismatches if they're out there on the field together? So I think that's the one wrinkle we've seen the offensive line settle in. We've seen, Mm -hmm. um, you know, our running game get going. We've seen our pass game get going. So I agree the offense is in a good spot, but could a return of Romeo Dobbs and the level that we saw from him early in the season, um, be something that could further impact and put this offense over the top, and getting back to that offense that we've seen over the last, you know, five ten years, as we traditionally see under Aaron Rodgers. That's an exciting prospect. It uh, is, regardless of what we finish up record-wise, or if we get into the playoff, going into the next season. Because I agree, uh, as long as Aaron Rodgers wants to continue to play football, um, fortunately or unfortunately, depending on your perspective. I don't think he's going anywhere uh, because of his uh, contract situation. Uh, So we we saw some good stuff from Jordan Love. Uh, So that's a discussion for another day. Mm -hmm. But Aaron Rodgers is going to be the quarterback next year if he wants to continue playing for the Green Bay Packers. And uh, so the question is, uh, does he have some really bona fide weapons with both Christian Watson and Romeo Adopt moving forward? That could be a big answer that we get in the last four or five games of the season.
2: Well, yeah, and Wags, I mean, if this Packers offense, if if, if we had this starting five offensive line playing the the way that they've been playing the last couple of weeks with or without David Bakhtiari for the season, uh, anything close to this kind of production from the offensive line uh, with a little bit more uh, diverse play calling and with the emergence of Christian Watson, we'd have a few more wins that's just a reality. So it's it's very, very exciting, I think, to see uh, this Packers offense start to come together. They're starting to build an identity, and we're starting to see guys step up and take charge and be playmakers. It, it Certainly, Christian Watson's a big part of that, but there's a lot of other guys out there that are doing their jobs now. So um, you know that's going to be something we can hang our hat on, um, whatever happens, as you mentioned. Going into next year, we've got some talent on this offense going forward. Young talent, but some real talent, and you and I both both know first contracts in the NFL are key. You can make a lot of hay in those second-year, third-year guys, and you can make maybe another run with this Packers offense.
1: Yep. Um, so, Dane, why not to close out here? Uh, we uh, said uh, we don't have a game preview to get into this week, obviously with a big bye. Uh, but uh, let, let's do our Leap Spirits uh, players of the week segment here looking back mm-hmm. at this past game against the Bears. And so, of course, Leap Spirits uh, vodka is, uh, bought to you, uh, in Wisconsin. So, um, if you would like to find Leap Spirits in a retail store or restaurant near you, go to leapspirits.com and click on find Leap Vodka. Um, so Dane, uh, right. let's first start with the players of the week. And then we're not going to get score predictions this week, but, uh, um, what we thought we would do is make a prediction or two for the uh, remaining four games of the regular season coming out of the bye. So first of all, I'll let you take the lead. Uh, Who do you have as an offensive player of the week this past week against the Bears?
2: I'm going with Christian Watson Is my Leap Spirits Offensive Player of the Week. Um, Looks electric. He's put together one of the more remarkable four-game stretches I can remember any Green Bay Packer ever doing outside of maybe Aaron Rodgers. Um, The touchdowns are awesome, but also just, you know, get the ball in the guy's hands and he's gone. And that's that's a unique skill set to be able to run away from defenders in this league, um, especially as a young guy like him. Um, every reason in the bookwags for Christian Watson's season to just continue to go south after the way it started. Every reason. This shows a mental toughness that Christian Watson has. It shows the talent level that he has. We're just scratching the surface. Um, So Christian Watson, um, not only the last few weeks, but this past week, the Packers don't win against the Bears without Christian Watson. So he is my uh, uh, offensive uh, leap spirits player of of the game against the Bears.
1: Yeah, hard to argue with that when you talk about impact per touch. I mean, four touches and two touchdowns. Uh, How's the game... With that end of round, just ran away from the Bears' defense. Um, so uh, that said, uh, I I'm gonna go with you on Christian Watson, but I want to give a like a double shout out. Uh, I mentioned earlier in the pod, but AJ Dillon, the dude, 21 touches, awesome. touchdown, 120 yards. Um, I mean, honestly, really fine performance. Uh, it's it's hard for me not to give him credit uh, for you know with the number of touches he had. Productivity that he had, uh, he certainly I think deserves special recognition for what he did out there. Had his best game of the season with with Aaron Jones a little dinged up, um, and he's just been looking better and better here down the stretch. Um, so that's good to see, and, and I definitely wanted to recognize that effort as well. Uh, maybe a little bit more challenging on the defensive mm-hmm. side of the ball, Dane. I I was having a hard time with this one, honestly. It's uh, you know uh, Jair had a couple of tackles for loss, pass breakup. Had the big interception, but just can't give him the recognition no. um, because of some of the, you know, the downplay that he had on this game. Um, you know, from a pass rush standpoint, really didn't see much of an impact there. Um, uh, Devonre Campbell, as you said, wrapped up a bunch of tackles, but missed a bunch and just looked a little bit rusty and slow at times uh, for his standards. Um, so this was a little hard. I, I, for me, I'm going with Preston Smith just because mm-hmm. I think what he did to, you know, fill his responsibilities um, when I, I realize you could say, well, he was just doing his job, but it's what this defense needed in this second half and really, I think, set the tone and uh, slowed down what the Bears were doing early offensively against this Packer defense. And I think, honestly, what Preston Smith did um, uh, was was really enabled the Packers to slow down this Chicago Bears rushing attack. And I'm not saying he did it single-handedly, but what he was doing... Uh, was it would enable the rest of the guys to settle in, make some adjustments, uh, and and play a little bit better, at least, uh, that second half and and slow down this Bears defense. So I think Preston Smith was a big, big reason for that. And so for that reason, it may not stand out in the box score, but my eyes tell me that Preston Smith, uh, was probably one of the, the more impactful defensive players out there on Sunday, and without him, I don't think that we would have been able to turn it down and slow this Bears rushing attack down. Uh, So for that reason, I'm going to call him out as uh, defensive uh, player of the week this past week. Hey, I'll
2: second it, Wags. Um, when all of fails, go with the guy who just does his job. And Preston Smith does that week in, week out. He's the heart of this defense. He's not as flashy. Uh, you know, when, when he and Darius Smith both were signed, Zedaria Smith got, got a lot more of the press, right? And he's more the flashy sack getter. Preston Smith's a guy that just holds down the defense. Uh, he's a guy who, who um, he's a leader. He's a guy who uh, gets the respect of the players. And yet again, um, this week, just played good football. Um, but yeah not flashy maybe not the the box score guy but Preston Smith played really good football so for that reason I I totally second that Leap Spirit's defensive player uh, of the week just played really good football
1: awesome Dane I might be pressing my luck here with my connection um yeah. so I'm just going to tease you up I want you to make one prediction yeah. for the final four weeks of the season it doesn't have to be number of wins it can be whatever you want maybe it can be one player Uh, that does something, I don't care, or, you know, just throw it out there. What's one prediction that you have uh, here, and then we'll wrap up here for the evening.
2: Christian Watson solidifies himself as Offensive Rookie of the Year. Um, I think Christian Watson's going to to end the year the way that the last four games have gone. He He's going to go on an absolute terror <clears throat> the remainder of the year. The Packers coaching staff ha- has realized how good he's going to be for them, and they're going to feed him the ball. Aaron Rodgers has a lot more trust in Christian Watson, and I think that Christian's just going to be um, he's electric, and he's very hard to cover. They're going to be creative with how they get and the football and Christian Watson is going to help the Packers win some football games before this year's out and I think he's going to help them win some uh, next year as well but um, for the next four games uh, Christian Watson's going to be uh, become a household name if he isn't already here in Wisconsin and and by next year this time I think he's going to be a household name uh, for any NFL fan but for the next few weeks Christian Watson's winning some football games for this Packers team um, and he's going to be the the offensive rookie of the year what do you got Wags
1: Um, you know, I love it. Like I said, I, I don't want to press my luck here with the connection. I think that's a good, good one to end off on. Yeah. Um, uh, well, I'll tell you what, Dean, um, I said it offline. You made mm-hmm. a very nice Instagram post about it. Let's run the table, baby. Run the table, part two. Yes, I end the season. It's totally irrational based on what we've seen from this team all year, uh, but. I don't know. I'll tell you what. I've got like this shred of optimism. I don't know what it is, but um, does it mean that we'll make the playoff? It's still you know kind of an outside shot. But uh, let's let's take care of business on our part and just roll the dice and see what happens. Um, crazier things have happened. I think Aaron Rodgers could come back from the bye with hopefully that thumb feeling fully healthy. And he's more confident in his weapons. And all of a sudden, we see MVP Aaron Rodgers down the stretch. Mm -hmm. Run the table, baby. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's run the table. Get to 9-8. and Finish this thing off with a bang. Maybe we'll slide into the playoff. The Vikings in round one, and we're right in business. We're right in the thickest. Of I it. love it. Yes. What do you say? What do you say? Let's
2: do it. Let's run the table, baby. I love it, Wags. Why not? Uh, it doesn't make any sense, but the NFL rarely does. Great prediction. Um, I, I'm in for it. Let's lean into it. Let's have some fun after this bye.
1: Yep. The good thing is we can't be wrong for at least one week. So, <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah. All right. So, folks, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, went Thank a little you. longer than I expected to tonight, but um, appreciate the, the breakdown. Kind of just state of the team here as we come out of the buy or going into the buy. Um, and uh, let's see what we can do down the stretch. Um, so, as always, be legendary and go pack go. Go pack man. go. Every year I know we gonna go hard. We been that team ever since Bart Starr. All my cheese heads, go pack, go Ain't show with no mercy, cutting no slack, no
0: I ain't a bad sport, and I'll even wish you good luck. Only thing I will